began to plan out this weekend where we wanted to set aside to honor, honor Larry. Um, we began to talk about who could we have speak. Because we, we didn't want to let him speak on his own week. You have to honor yourself. That'd be awkward. Um, and I wasn't going to do it because you hear me enough as it is. And we thought about some different options. And it became pretty clear pretty quick that, that we knew exactly who the right choice was. And so we reached out to, to Don Conley. And, of course, he said yes immediately. And if you've never met Don before, um, he's the lead pastor of Ringgold Church outside of Hagerstown. And uh, great church, good people. Um, I haven't known Don nearly as long as Larry has, but I still like him anyway. And uh, he's just a fantastic guy. And I've got to hear this already twice, and I know you're going to be blessed by what he has to say. But Larry and Don have just had a, a great relationship over the years in ministry. Um, I keep calling it a, a mutual mentorship, if you will, because they've just learned so much from one another. And so when we were trying to decide who would we like to have share on a weekend like this, uh, Don was the obvious choice. And so help me welcome Don Conley. Thank you, Craig, and uh, it is my privilege to, to be here uh, with you guys today and uh, to honor Larry Veach and uh, the legacy that he has left to all of us, and uh, as I kind of thought about this when Craig first asked me uh, about doing this, uh, I wanted to do it, I, I, kinda, I feel like I know Larry pretty well, and uh, he knows me really well, and I kind of know his heart when it comes to the church, and um, he would want this to be less about him and more about as Today, kind of going forward, this legacy, this baton of faith is handed off, and he wants to see the church do well. Uh, whether you know, he's in the spotlight or not, he wants to see the local church do well. And, and the thought that kind of came to mind was 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 9, where Paul says, he says, How can we thank God enough for you in return for all the joy we have in the presence of our God because of you? And I, I like that phrase at the end, because of you. And I wanted to focus some on Larry this morning, but I also wanted to focus on you as a church here at New Life. Because of you, because of Larry, God is changing lives. Paul says, because of you, we have great joy as we enter into God's presence. And I want you to think about that with me here this morning for just a moment. How the world can be different because of me and you. Because of you, the power and the reach of the local church. It is the hope of the world. And the reality is, the world is not always better because of us, is it? The world sometimes can be worse because of us. In fact, there was a time in my life where some people around me were probably worse off because of me. But what I found is, is when you surrender your life to Jesus Christ, if you will let the Holy Spirit empower you and lead you and guide you, it, it makes you a better you. But it also makes a better world. Because people are reached and they're touched with the love of Jesus Christ because of us. And God gets the glory because of us. We can make a difference in this world. And I'm reminded of that today. How unique the church is and the power of the reach of the local church. In fact, I love that God is using many of you uh, to make a difference in the church and in this community and around the world. The Apostle Paul was writing to the church at Corinth and as he was writing to the Corinthians... They were a group of people who had more wealth at this time than many of the other people in the world had, much like us today in America. And he says this to the church at Corinth in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 11. He says, you will be made rich in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will, re will result in thanksgiving to God. It will be glory. It will bring glory to the name of God. The name of God will be lifted up and praised. And I love that. 
Because I believe that God is making each and every one of us rich in that way every day. Not just financially, but relationally. And with good health and with good friends and great opportunities. We are made rich in that way. Why? Because not everything is about us. You know, we're, we're supposed to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, and with all of our mind. And love your neighbor, love others more than you love yourself. Loving God, loving others, loving the world. And I believe that's what God has called us to. And New Life, you've been a part of that. And I've appreciated Larry's leadership in that. To challenge you and to encourage you and to love you to, to not focus just on these four walls, but outside of these four walls, into this community and into the world. Do you realize that God is blessing you to be a blessing? And he's blessing you on every occasion through your generosity that will result in glory to God, praise to God, thanksgiving to God. That's what it's all about, lifting up the name of Jesus. I want you to realize that as you are faithful to the call of God on your life, there will be people around the world who will thank God for you because of your time and your talents and your treasures, your investment, your generosity, because of the way that you serve in the name of Jesus. That's what the church is all about. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, Paul goes on and says in verses 12 and 13, he says, This service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of God's people, but is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Because of the service by which you have proved yourselves, men will praise God for, your, for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ and for your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone else. I believe with all of my heart that when we as a church overcome this mentality in America, this consumer version of Christianity, when we see that we are a vital part of the local church, we are a family, and we are spiritual contributors, when we realize the church does not exist just to meet our needs, when we realize that we are the church and we exist for the world, man, we can turn the world upside down. As we share the love of Jesus Christ, the love of Jesus in you and through you can make a difference through his church. And the world will be different because of you. God will change lives. And I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen here. I've seen it happen in the life of this church. And I believe that Larry has led with that kind of example. And I appreciate that about him. So what I want to do for a moment for you, New Life, is this. This is a day to celebrate what I believe is a great man of faith, but it's also a time to celebrate you as well, because behind every good preacher is a good church. A preacher can't do this all by himself. We are better together when we share the gospel, and we can do great things in the name of the Lord. And I want to remind you of something I see here in this passage that is important about new life. It's been important in Larry's life, and these things are important for you going forward. Realize new life because of you, because of your service to the Lord. God is changing lives. That's what Paul says here in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 13. Because of your service, you approved yourselves. There are people, I believe, today, tonight, that will be praying and thanking God because of this very subject of thanks, because of your generosity, your time, your talents, your treasures, because of your service to the kingdom of God. People that you may never meet this side of heaven, they are being touched and being blessed because of your investment in the kingdom of God, not only here in this community, but also into the world. Make no mistake, serving, 
serving in the name of Jesus, while in our culture is not viewed as in, in high regard, serving in the name of Jesus is the highest pinnacle of the Christian faith. Jesus said, I did not come to, to be served, but to serve. He says that in Mark chapter 10, verse 45. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many, not for a few. That we would go all in. Jesus went all in for us. He's calling us to go all in for him. If we call ourselves followers of Jesus Christ, then our lives should model not just what he said, but what he did and how he lived. We should look more and more every day like Jesus. Mark chapter 9, verses, verses 34 and 35. It says, but they didn't answer because they were arguing about which one of them was the greatest. He sat down and he called the 12 disciples over to him and, and said, whoever wants to be first must take the last place and be the servant of everyone else. Jesus turned to his disciples at the Last Supper who were arguing in that moment, the last hours of Jesus' life here on earth. Who's going to be the greatest in heaven? Who's going to sit on your right side, Jesus? Who's going to be right there? Who's next in line? Then he said to them, if you want to be the greatest, the greatest among you, the one who knows how to take up a towel and be a servant, are you going to be willing to give your life for the cause of Christ? Will you use your time? Will you use your talents? Will you use your treasures, your passions? Will you be willing to, to kneel before the altar of God and lay it all on the altar as you worship him with your life? My life, my time, my, my heart, I want to spend on the behalf of Jesus. How about you? I appreciate that about my friend Larry Beach. He has strived to do that and set that example for all of us. If you say that you're a Christian, a follower, a faithful follower of Jesus here today, and you do not serve, I say to you today, that is impossible. You cannot be a follower of Jesus Christ and not live as Jesus Christ lived. It's just part of the deal. That's the part of the beauty of the local church. New life, God's got great things in store for you. Larry's been a part of that, and he's faithfully led to this point. And Craig has taken that baton of faith, and I believe God is going to use him in a great way to take it to a whole other level. That's the beauty of the local church. You see, at the end of the day, pastors know it's not about us. It's supposed to be all about Jesus. And I appreciate that example in Larry Beach. The second thing I want to say to you, New Life, is this. I want to encourage you, because of your giving, giving of your time, giving of your talents, giving of your treasures, God is changing lives. You'll be made rich, Paul says, in every way in 2 Corinthians 9, so that you could be generous on every occasion. Generous with what? Your life. Through your generosity, that will result in thanksgiving to God. That's a bold statement to make. Why? He says here, you want to be rich? This is what it looks like to be made rich in the eyes of the Lord. Use your time, use your talents, use your treasures in worshiping and serving the Lord. There's no other way. That is the true reward. This is life to the fullest. Why? Matthew chapter 6, verse 21, Jesus says, if you would read this with me out loud. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So where's your treasure, new life? When you look in your checkbook and you look in the ledger, and you look at your calendar, and you look at your time, what do you invest in your life in as a faithful follower of Jesus? Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. 
Paul goes on to say, he said, you'll be rich, made rich, and can be generous on every occasion. Every occasion, through your generosity, that will result in thanksgiving to God. What does that mean? When you invest in a company, you, you take stake in that company. You have a share. You get a return from that company because of your investment. Spiritually, it's the same way. When you give to the local church your time, your talents, your treasure, it furthers the kingdom of God, not just within these four walls, but outside of here. You know, you guys have been an integral part of, as Tim said here earlier, of planting churches, involved with that. And Larry's challenged you with that. Other things, the backpack program that you guys have done here locally in feeding children over the weekend. You know, these are instrumental things and all the other things. I, I've, I've seen the list of things that you've done here, invested in with your time, your talents, and even your treasures. Planting churches. We've, we've planted four churches at Ringgold in the last 28 years. We, we you know, in, in the area, Tri-State area, we're part of planting Cornerstone Church up in Chambersburg with Jerry Timbro. And we were part of helping a church in Annapolis with one of our Timothys uh, went there, Scott and Caro. And then he left there and started a church called The Foundry in Baltimore. We've helped to plant that and been a part of that for the past six years. Now we've helped Michael Bartlett and Collected Church in Frederick and been a part of that. And you guys have done similar things and poured into and looked outside of this wall to be externally focused, not just internally focused. That's what church is truly all about. Um, Ken Hoke is one of our Timothys from Ringgold. He came here as a youth minister, and I've seen him grow and how you guys poured into him and loved him and encouraged him and challenged him. And Larry was a, a great mentor to him. And I remember when he came to me, when, when Ken came and, and talked about wanting to go into to mission work, I was proud of him, but I also was part of me going, you want to go and do, you want to do what? You want to go to Africa? I, I, I never really saw. I knew there was a heart there for Africa, but to want to go with his family and pour into them and how you've encouraged him and supported him and loved him, that says a whole lot about your passion here at New Life. A lot of that goes back to the encouragement and the challenges and um, the, the kind of the pushing of Larry. You know, let's, do, let's, let's sacrifice. Let's go the extra mile for Jesus. Because I know in, in God's economy, you cannot outgive God. And because of you, new life, lives are being changed forever. Don't forget that. The third thing I want to share with you, new life, is this. Because of your passion for people, God is changing lives. Paul says that again here in 2 Corinthians 9, verse 13. He says, because of your service, because of this, because of this, you're touching people's lives. It's obvious through what you're doing with your time, your talents, and even your treasures. We should, as a church, do anything short of sin to win people to Jesus Christ. Why would we do that? Because we're passionate about what God is passionate about. God is passionate about those who are, who are lost, those who are separated, to seek and to save the lost. That's what we should would be passionate about because it matters to the heart of God. That's why Jesus came. For God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son, that none should perish, but all would have everlasting life. That's what it's all about. That that person who lives next door to us, that person who sits next to us, works with us at the office, those people that we interact with, with our kids and grandkids and stuff in the community, they matter to God as much as you matter to God. And we are here to go to any link to reach them and to share with them the love of Jesus Christ. We need to be passionate about that, even more so, not less. Why? Because time is short. James chapter 4, verse 14 says, Why, you don't even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You're a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. I, I don't know about you, 
time flies by. I mean, I've known Larry for a long time, you know, 28 years. And uh, he's always been older than me. <laughs> and he's always talking about, man, time is flying by. And I used to think when he would say that when I was younger, oh, yeah, whatever. And now that I'm, like, older and all these younger guys look at me, I'm going, man, time is flying by. I'm starting to sound like him. I don't know what happened in the midst of all this. Life is like a vapor. Two years ago, when Larry came to me and said, hey, Donald, I just want to tell you, heads up, in a couple of years, I've been thinking through this whole transition plan. Now's the time you know, for me to begin this transition, to retire, and what having Craig step into this position. And I really feel confident about this, and this is what needs to happen. And I'm thinking, wow, that's cool. That's two years. That just seems, that seemed like forever, you know, two years from now. And then I'm thinking this morning, that seems like yesterday that we were having that conversation. Where did two years go that quickly? Life's like a vapor that appears and then disappears. That's why the Bible says, make the most of every opportunity. Time is short. People matter. God placed us here in the midst of a hurting world to be the love of Christ, to share the bread of life, to give living water, the time that we have. Folks, there are families here at New Life, and families in this community have been blessed because of this church, because you serve in ministry every week. Some, some probably have been foster parents, loved on kids, love loving on kids. Some have adopted family, adopted children. Um, lives have been changed. Lives have been touched. Jesus was passionate about people. And if we're going to be like him, we have to be passionate about what Jesus was passionate about, people. There are people, families, who will never be the same again. If you will have the courage to say, would you come to church with me? There are people that are one invitation away from meeting Jesus. And because you're willing to come and you worship with all your heart, your soul, and your mind, you stand at the door and you shake hands and you make coffee and you hold babies, you lead worship, and you go the extra mile, you do the things behind the scenes that nobody sees because you want to be passionate about people because Jesus was. Lives can forever be changed because of you because of your serving, because of your giving, because of your passion for people. The heart of God is that none should perish, but all have everlasting life, to seek and to save the lost. New life, I believe with all of my heart that we're part of the greatest move of God. And I want to challenge you to be all in when it comes to serving Jesus. Go big. Not just financially, but go big with your time. Go big with your prayer life. Go big with your heart, your passion for the gospel. We are a vapor, a mist that appears. It's here today and it's gone tomorrow. Make it count. Make a difference. See, the one thing I know about Larry Veach, one thing I know about myself, is through the years we've grown to love the local church. We love the church that Jesus died for. I praise God for what he is doing here at New Life through you. I praise God for this church family. And one of the reasons that I can say that today is because I know my buddy Larry, my brother. He has loved you and he has taught you. He has prayed for you and encouraged you. He has challenged you at times because I know he's challenged me. He's been there for you. I'm thankful for my friend. 
thankful for my brother in Christ. Grateful for what God has done in him and what God is doing through him in this church. I'm thankful for him for all the ways that he's made a difference in this church, in this community, in this whole area. Not just in this local church, but other churches, other pastors that he's encouraged and loved on and challenged. Yesterday when Larry and I were here, good friends of ours was here and to honor Larry and Gina and, and uh, his wife came and pulled us together with her husband and kind of huddled us for a second. She was crying and she said, I, I just want to say thank you, both of you, for loving on my husband and encouraging him when he wanted to quit. He wouldn't have stayed where he's at and wouldn't have done what he'd done if it wasn't for the two of you. Now, we don't like that. That's not why we do <laughs> what we do. But it's worth it. Larry's knowing that and done that time and time again. So many pastors' lives, and I've seen it. And I appreciate how he challenged me to be a part of that. Because I'll be honest with you, there are some guys, we're totally different in some ways. He wants to hug and love them. I want to smack them, you know. <laughs> and uh, that's what we call the good cop, bad cop. You be the good cop, I'll be the bad cop. <laughs> but to encourage them to be all that they can be when it comes to be a servant of God because there's no greater calling. But most of all, Larry's been a wonderful example of compassion and integrity. To do what is right, to do the right thing. And I appreciate and I love Gina. I appreciate what she means to him. As I've said to Gina, she wasn't at the first service, so it made it a whole lot easier. When I looked at her last time, I started crying. So I'm trying not to do that again here, Gina. And, but I, I say thank you for sharing your husband. And uh, behind every good woman, every good, behind every good man is a great woman. And uh, she's been there, been faithful, and uh, challenging him and encouraging him to be faithful to the Lord and serving the church for the years. And uh, I, I know it's not easy being in a preacher's family. I know it's not easy being a pastor's wife. Pastor's wives see the good, the bad, and the ugly. They see it in us, and they see it in church. And your husband hurts, you hurt. And I know that she's seen him hurt at times and been hurt deeply. But she loved him and encouraged him and challenged him not to give up. Keep on keeping on. And I just want to say thank you for doing that. I know that Brad and Becky are an important part of Larry's life, and uh, I know they're extremely proud and thankful for their dad. And uh, I know, Larry, you and Gina have blessed them and their lives as parents, and you've blessed their families as adults. You love your grandkids, and I know that they love and support you. But I also know that being a, a pastor's kid is not easy. Why? Because I was a pastor's kid. My wife, Dana pastor's kid. We grew up in pastor's homes. We've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly when it comes to the church. And it's not easy. And I, I want to tell you personally, from my standpoint, the hardest thing to do as a pastor's kid is to share your dad. Share your dad with hundreds of people. They're all pulling at him from different direction, and he only has so much time in any given day. Sometimes you have to share your dad, and that means not being at your ball game, being at a recital because of a death in the church or a hospital or emergency. I know what those things are like. 
I appreciate that Brad and Becky, as tough as that is sometimes, went the extra mile. Love their dad, support their dad, even when that meant that they had to share. Encourage him to stand firm and be unashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So I say to them, thank you. I'm glad that Larry's been a, a model of a godly man. He's modeled unconditional love to you, to me, so many others. True compassion is a combination of love and understanding. Man, that's Larry Veach, love and understanding. Over the years, Larry Veach has gone the extra mile for me, not only me, but so many other pastor friends that we, that we share together. He's went the extra mile for families in the church, individuals, different occasions, different situations, different times of the year. He's been there when we needed him. Sometimes he was there even when it appeared that it may never, ever come back and return. I'm grateful for that kind of example. I'm grateful that he's given all of us godly direction, advice, and wisdom. He's been a, a model of stable value, a stable value system. You know, he was willing to lovingly say, this is right and this is wrong. When you think about this, he gave us a solid foundation. And personally for me, I'm thankful for Larry because he built me up and didn't tear me down. He gave more strokes than he gave pokes. He gave more cheers than he did jeers. I can only say about my friend Larry is he's fun to be around. We have spent a lot of time together through the years. And uh, I look forward to doing things with him. Whether we would talk sometimes weekly, sometimes monthly, we were regularly together on a monthly basis because we would lead fusion groups together, preachers meetings, we've done ministry together, we've done get-togethers with other guys and stuff. We have laughed, we have cried, and we have shared together. We've prayed for each other. We, went, we have traveled. Most preachers don't do this. We have traveled a lot through the years together. We've been to California a couple different times. We went to Saddleback. We're, we're thoroughly encouraged, loved that. Um, one time I went to Kansas City and uh, went to the North American. Larry wasn't there. And, uh, I, you know, Actually, this was before that. In Indiana, I went to the North American. Actually, Larry was there at that. Rick Roussel was one of the speakers there. And uh, he, had, he had been a part of this whole thought of the church needs to be more externally focused. And I know that you've heard that term over and over again because Rick Roussel, another guy, wrote the book, Externally Focused Church. And he was preaching. He was sharing. we got to get that book. we got to break that book apart. And we did. And we began to talk about how can we as a church be more externally focused you know, and not just be internally focused. And it really challenged us. And then they had this conference in Colorado where they were doing the externally focused uh, conference at uh, Rick Roussel's church. And Larry's like, we got to go there. I've never been to Colorado. We need to go there. So we flew to Colorado. Beautiful place. We had the time of life, the first of June. Weather was nice, beautiful. We think we have mountains here. They got mountains in Colorado, the Rocky Mountains. And the Rocky Mountain National Park was not too far away from where the church was. They intentionally set it up where we could get out like 2.30, 3 o'clock in the afternoon so we could go out and check things out in the evening, have dinner and stuff. Man, we'd make our way each day up there to the park to check this place out. There were some places that still had snow on top of the mountain. Some places were impassable. The snow hadn't melted yet, not till July. Could you drive through? It was just amazing. I'd never seen anything like that. Larry and I together had never seen anything like that. We were having a great time as we were going around taking pictures. It was obvious that we were tourists. We're taking pictures of everything. And as we're driving along, he says, whoa, 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 stop, stop. And I pulled over and what have you. He says, look, 
there's a whole herd of elk down here next to this tree. I got to get a picture of this this herd of elk down here. And I'm like, okay, it's a herd of elk. Go get a picture, you know. And he, he's, I said, where are you going? He said, I'm gonna go down there. I said, you're gonna. Now this was down the, a steep embankment, this hill that went down this little meadow around this tree and a stream in the background, if I remember right, and what have you. And there were a ton of elk down around this tree. He's inching his way down, bad knees and everything, down this hill, and he's got this camera up, ready to take this picture. And just about the time he raises the camera to take this picture, this bull in the middle of the of this herd stands up, and he was not happy that he had gotten close to his herd. And I'd never seen a guy who was struggling to get down a hill, get up the hill as quick as he did, back to the vehicle and what have you. And he's he said, why didn't you come? I said, well, somebody had to go get for help because I knew somebody's going to get hurt. You get close to this herd, you know. And uh, we, we just had great times like that over and over again as we traveled. One year I went to Kansas City, as I said earlier, to North America, and Larry wasn't able to go that year. And uh, there was this booth back in the corner, and I was walking around in the convention center, and there was this lady who had great Southern hospitality, and she was like, I never met this person had this kind of Southern hospitality. She was over the top. And she had this bag with all this information and stuff about the Next Level Leadership Conference. And you just got to go. It's going to be our first one coming up in, in February in Georgia. There's not going to be anything like it. you got to come and experience this. And my first thought was, yeah, 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 we're going back to Colorado. I don't want to go to Georgia. You know, and I, I called Larry and I said, well, you know, what about this Next Level thing in Georgia? He goes, you want to go to Georgia in February? Who wants to go to Georgia in February? We can go to Colorado. We could do that. Let's go to Colorado. We chose to give this Next Level Leadership Conference a shot. In Georgia, this is over 10 years ago, and we've went to every single one of those except for maybe a couple uh, where other things happened we couldn't go uh, next level and have been touched and inspired and encouraged by that. And we, we have laughed and had a great time. And one of the fun things that we love to do when we get together is to eat and look at us. We love to eat good food. <laughs> And we have laughed and shared and had a great time together doing all these different things. Larry and I are pastors today because of the impact of the local church. New life. That's how important you are. You never know the impact, the power of encouragement that you have on a young person's life. There was a group of people in our lives the local community who gave financially to the church. They were able to buy Sunday school materials, VBS materials, youth group materials because of that giving. There was a building that we could worship in. There were Bibles and hymnals and pews because of faithful followers of Jesus. Sometimes they didn't probably fully realize what they were doing, but they were pouring in other people's lives like Larry and I. In those churches were people who were willing to teach us they used their talents in worship and inspired us. There were people who served behind the scenes, who volunteered and did activities, special outings with us. We come to understand the significance of why Paul said in Ephesians chapter 2, for it is by grace that you've been saved through faith. This is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. This is not about us. Larry doesn't want to be about him. I don't want to be about me. We are saved by grace through faith. It's about Jesus. As we heard that impressionable message of the gospel through those impressionable years, 
we were changed and challenged to the calling and ministry of the gospel. And I thank God. I thank God for his wisdom and encouragement and accountability. How he's tried to hand that off to every young preacher that he's come in contact with. And because of that, him and I have got to enjoy a journey of a lifetime. You get to make that kind of influence and difference as well. I have personally learned from Larry Beach. We have great potential. We cannot stay content. God has blessed all of us. Larry, God has blessed you. In different ways, he's blessed you with talent. He's blessed you with relationships. He's blessed you with opportunities. Thank you for sharing your time and talents and treasures in the kingdom of God. Thank you for pouring into the life of a local church. And I believe with all of my heart that one day all of us can stand before God. God say, because of you, people know my son Jesus. Because of you, the hungry were fed. Because of you, the naked were clothed. Because of you, I visited the sick. Because of you, the gospel has went to the ends of the earth. And then for God the Father to be able to say, well done. Well done, good and faithful servant. I'm looking forward to that day. I'm looking forward to what God is going to say to new life. Because new life, you can be stronger, you can be greater, or you can be weaker and do less. Going forward, your choice. I know that Larry's heart, he wants the church to do greater things. Greater things in the kingdom of God. If you're not doing something, if you're not serving somewhere here, if you're not giving your time, your talents, and your treasures, I know that God wants to use you. At the end of your life, you're going to stand before God and God's going to say, because of you, the world was different. Because of you, you brought me glory. Or he might say something else. Because of you, there's not a whole lot that's different. I say to you today, choose wisely, my friend. I pray with all my heart that you will stand before God. God will say, because of you, you brought me glory. I pray that people all over the world will thank God because of you. Because of your generosity. Because of your serving. Because you invited someone to come to church. Because you reached out. Touch someone and they're different because of Jesus. God wants to use you to make a difference all around the world. Here's my last thought. New life, God doesn't want you to just go to church. God wants you to be the church. And I'm just lovingly calling you out. The church I believe with all my heart is empowered by Christ and it's the hope of the world. Stay on the bench. Get into the game. Make a difference in the name of Jesus Christ. Because there's no greater, there's no greater gift than to share the love of Jesus Christ.